record button, wait for it to come on live. All right, green light. No! Get those nerds! I don't know. Is that is that is that opening segment just too much energy for a morning show? Do we need to? Uh, you know, I always envision myself doing a night show, but never a morning show. It's like, hi, let's have a sunrise and some happy people. I am not a morning person, but I am. My name is John Polnick. I'm the host here. Uh, you are watching Bid Nerd, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids and Bring a Trailer, along with my partner Michael Deeb in San Francisco. What's up? What's buddy? up, nerds? Yeah, that might be why our uh, subscription rate is low nobody wants to see us in the morning it's like what those two yahoos i, I don't i mean nobody ever yeah. wants to see us but in the morning yeah. the first thing that seems like a terrible idea on yeah part we're watching this where do i sign up so i don't have to watch them oh <laughs> uh, please hit the unsubscribe button and whack <laughs> notifications because yeah that is just yeah. uh, you could totally out. use that opening segment as your uh, literal wake-up call. Like, uh, oh, that could be goodness. your alarm clock. It's so loud and noisy. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this is, in fact, Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. Uh, we were supposed to have Kelly Smith today from Haggerty. He oh. had to postpone. Wah, wah, wah. I guess he's on an airplane or something, but uh, we'll get him next week. He's uh, We're working that out. It's been a great week of third nerds. We've had... Um, Reese from Hyper Trash Magazine, Mauricio from Three Pedal Posse. We had Lane Skelton from uh, DWA and Rad what for Sale, week. as what well as Bradley week. Bradell from uh, Rad for Sale and Jalopnik. So yeah, it's been we've had everyone on. Kelly, we miss you. You would have been our fifth third nerd for the for the week, and uh, we'll just have to have you back every day of the week next week to make up for it. How's that sound? Yeah, we'll keep a we'll keep a seat warm for you, Kelly. Get you. Get you get you some free time and come and hang out with the bid nerds. Pretty All awesome. Right. Oh hey, right. Re- well, really, oh, go ahead. really quick, really quickly, JP. Uh, last night you forwarded me an email from uh, Nick, aka Albatross. Oh uh, right, which is, yeah. Which is his handle on P Car Market. <laughs> um, so it turns out Nick is the guy who was the the, the person who won the Granite Green 1987. Uh, 911 coupe the m491 car uh that we covered a couple days ago and i of course was fawning all over that car uh nick mentions another person that was commenting on that auction um named uh, fj amoroso frank amoroso so nick quick story uh in 2019 jp and i go to la for the toy and lit weekend in march uh on friday we go up to newcomb's ranch on saturday we did uh, a professor run then we go over to um the hotel and we see the show for a little bit of and then that afternoon on Saturday of the Toy and Lit show, we went over to Rod Emery's open house uh, and uh, hung out there, uh, me and JP and some of the, the gang from L.A. and had a blast. I took photos of a be- beautiful medium blue metallic uh, M491 coupe that was parked on the premises at uh, Emery's uh, campout, and I posted them on Instagram. Well, it turns out that car was Frank Amoroso's car. JP, you would you might not remember it, but you'd love this car because it was an M491 
with no uh, wing. He did the uh, mm. standard Carrera tail. Now, I'm not sure if his is an M470, which is probably not unlikely, or if Frank Amoroso is just a man of exceptional taste. I think it's the latter. Uh, but anyways, uh, so Frank reached out to me and he said, because uh, I guess I tagged Emery, so he saw his own car, and he never took any photos. So he reached out to me and asked me to send him all the photos I took of his car. Super nice guy, and, uh, and obviously, yeah, somebody who knows M491s really well. So for sure, at the very, very latest, uh, JP and I will probably be back down in L.A. Um, in December around the L.A. Auto Show. But if Ben, the professor, decides that uh, things have cleared and his family and participants are safe and he has a professor run sometime between now and then jp and i will be down and i will reach out uh but thanks for reaching out congratulations on the car can't wait to meet you in person uh and thanks for subscribing man that's awesome what a great story huh that was fun to uh, it's always fun to get comments from our uh from our viewers the four or five of them that there are um and you know it's great to see that there are some people out there in the world that are not assholes uh, yeah. they you know they ask for advice and then go do the opposite of it um but here's the thing don't take our advice i'm going to just tell you be an asshole ask us all the <laughs> yeah. questions you want do not listen to us we say it over yeah. and over and over again this is not the show where you come for advice this is where you come for uh ridiculous commentary that means pretty much nothing um we don't do any research we don't do any homework we just talk about and nerd out about these cars isn't that funny nick uh nick says uh i watched your show before the auction ended and that solidified my decision to go out and buy that car that was the right (laughs) car for me uh jp i i didn't think i was that convincing uh during our our show and if I knew I was, I wouldn't have aimed it at Nick. I would have aimed it at my wife, and I would have bought the car myself. Right? I mean, uh, we should have just put, we should have just nerd turned it all over that car, so you could have gotten it. You could have Absolutely. a matching one. Absolutely, yeah. That's this is the car, right? Car. Is That's this the, the one? one. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, Eighty-seven with a G fifty. Granite green was, mm. by all accounts, was a regular range color. It wasn't paint to sample, but just a color nobody selected back then. You know, everybody yeah. wants red and black. Uh, so it's just that, you know, one of le- probably less than 20 that year and certainly probably the only one in, in Granite Green. So, uh, Nick, you got yourself a- an absolute gem that's going to only go up in value. Enjoy every minute of it, my friend. And, yeah, when you and uh, Frank Amoroso start an M491 club, let me know. I will be the first paid member. Okay. Is there an M four nine one group on like Facebook or Instagram? I don't know if there is. I think I think Nick I think Nick and Frank should start one Uh, because again they brought the cars in from eighty four to eighty nine coupe targa and uh convertible um so you'd have a, a really cool like if they ever got together you'd have a, lot, a really great grouping of vehicles so pretty yeah. neat stuff beautiful yeah. car congratulations nick Wait, well done my friend i think you i think you did great even that great price i think you're gonna be happy about that in a couple of years from now well there you go guys what we do here is we nerd out on the most interesting cars on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites uh including p car market rad for sale now bid, uh, cars and bids and bring a trailer of course <clears throat> and uh, you know hemmings as well um <laughs> We, you know, we don't just nerd out about these cars and talk about them and tell our stupid stories that nobody cares about. We also make predictions, and I think that's where the rubber hits the road, right? We uh, we talk about what we think these cars will hammer for when that hammer hits the what? The sound block. Uh, <laughs> so, you. Um, you know, and we Thank check you, ourselves. Thank you, Thank you yeah, That's right. We, we do go back and uh, we, re- we review our predictions, and so that's where we always start off in the show. We start out with the previous cars of the 
day and what our predictions were there. So let's go ahead and do that, Michael. All right. Um, so he, we first have to start off with Wednesday the 17th. Oh, um, we're going, we had, okay. Yeah, we had Lane Skelton on from DWA, and I think I got so excited that Lane was coming on. I teed up the 1988 Porsche 944 Cup car. JP, do you remember that thing with the Reebok livery? It's like yellow and blue, and it raced in Canada, and it was uh, one of the early cars on Rad for Sale. So we looked at it and talked about the car with Lane. Lane uh, smartly decided not to take a venture at a bid. No conflict of interest there. But I said 75 and you said 70, 65,000 uh, where that car would close at. Well, it turns out I had gotten the day wrong and that car didn't close until yesterday. So yesterday, the 18th of March, that 944 on Rad for Sale closed. And by golly, it sold for 89000 $999 and technically 99 cents, um, which I think absolutely all the money for that card. Now, maybe a few years ago, these would have brought $100,000 and certainly in a few years from now this will be a hundred fifty thousand dollar car but i would say that eighty nine thousand dollars in today's market uh for a race car that you might not be able to drive on the street although in some cases you will be uh some states this is all the money so congratulations to rad for sale congratulations to the new owner of the car uh very happy to see rad have uh, an organic uh listing and and get all the money for a, an unusual car that is uh the the coolest rad car there is so far i i love it that thing is awesome congratulations i'm totally jealous uh, what do you think of that result? 90 grand for that car. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of absurdly high and awesome. I, you know, again, congratulations to Rad for Sale for getting it. Um, right. I, I just don't, I mean, this. there's so many, I mean, yeah. I, race cars are kind of, I, I am not, I don't understand the race car appeal, the idea that uh, since a car has won a race or, or has race history, that that somehow makes it more valuable. I mean, I guess if Paul Newman was in it or something like that, that makes some sense. Um, yeah. You know, so it's just not me. I, I get that there's a whole world about that, and it sure seems like race cars are one of the hottest things to invest in from an investment car point of view. Uh, Adam yeah. Carolla is all about race oh, cars. He absolutely. that's all he's into. He's yeah. like, you know, I buy a car for a hundred thousand and sell it for six hundred thousand. You know, um, he'll just get yeah. into it. Um, but I just it's it's too much extra information. It's enough to already know all about these cars and you know uh, you know the models and the different differences between the years and all that kind of stuff to then add what car was Racing in history. what race and when and stuff like that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just not smart enough to keep track of all that stuff. Well, so I'll never be able to know, make money there. You know, mo most cars don't have any archive at all. And, and, you know, we always talk about Porsche and Ferrari mm -hmm. guys are looking for books and records. That's such a yeah. big deal with a race car. You know, you've got this, this, this you know this provenance that is the world was watching and like oh i remember when that car lined up and so and so had a flat tire and it dnf it, it's just it's something that more people can talk about and so the it's the provenance that's so special on race cars and that's why people pay a premium for them uh this car is really neat because for less than a hundred thousand dollars you have a, a race winning porsche that came from uh probably vysock to build these the, these special cup cars i'm guessing um and this would be your probably least expensive ticket to participate, not attend, but mm. participate in the next Rensport reunion. And I thought that was a great take by uh, uh, Reese uh, from Hypertrash when we had him on the show on Tuesday and we were teasing ahead about the car the following day with Lane. So anyways, congratulations, Rad. You sold a, a great car for all the money and the, I'm sure the world was watching. Uh, then uh, hold on. One other thing that I wanted to mention about this car was that um, uh, it's not even about the car, but we you know, I was actually 
texting with Lane back and forth. And, you know, uh-huh. he, he said, can you believe what this thing went to? And I was, I was shocked when I saw the number. But the, yeah. the thing that was confusing was that at the end of the auction, uh, it said bid to and the number. So it was yeah. very confusing. It was like, is this auction over? Is it still going on? I agree. It's and uh, he, he acknowledged that. He said, yeah, that's a problem. We're going to go ahead and fix that. And he says that right. there's quite the delay with between them and the developers. So they will be remedying that problem if you have Sorry, noticed man. that we, issue. My experience with trying to help uh, you know the team at Stratus get our thing off the ground, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, the teething process is not an overnight thing. You won't fix yeah. all the bugs in two weeks. Um, it's a work in progress and it's, you know, at least by the first year and on my experience in Stratus, it's like never done. There's just, yeah. you, you fix a problem only to get onto the next problem. And it's just the way it goes. It does seem too that they, uh, it seems like the first few days of their <laughs> auctions closing, it seems like everyone kind of forgot. There was like red, red for sale. Oh, great. Everybody went to the site and saw the cars. They saw that there weren't a ton of cars there and they're like, okay, these cars are going to close next week. And then people forgot that those closes, those cars were closing next week yeah. because the first day of closes, they didn't, I mean, I think they, they didn't sell any cars like the first two days. Um, and then, uh, it seems like everybody remembered, Oh, right. I gotta go check on those cars because both this car sold and they had that cabrio that, uh, 88 cabrio nine eleven, Uh, and that went for really good money too. That was 50 something plus, uh, you know, yeah, which ain't bad for, for a convertible nine eleven. So, um, yeah. yeah, So I, it, it feels like people are starting to pay attention. It does seem odd that they don't have, for as many cars as Bradley and Lane uh, insinuated that they had, yeah. uh, you know, teed people up. that teed up, yeah. They, yeah. The, where are the cars? There's like no yeah. cars there. Te- like, you got to you got to start teasing them ahead, you know, and, yeah. and get people, and that brings people to the site. They should, you know, they'll eventually probably start doing you know weekly and daily things about cars that are going to close and cars that are coming. Yeah. Uh, and get people, you know, start asking questions and asking for records in advance. With um, as many submissions as they had, that you'd think they should yeah. be able to have two or three cars a day. What's going on, guys? We'll have to ask well, Bradley yeah. about that Monday or something. Yeah, sure. All right. So then yesterday, Big AP, on Thursday, 18th, our star car with Recio from 3 Posse. Our star car was the Volkswagen thing, was it not? It was. Yeah. The car of the day, yep. Yeah, car today. So this Volkswagen thing, 1974, was on Hemmings. Uh, by all accounts, cosmetically, the car looked really nice. But upon closer inspection, I think you were less enthusiastic about this mm-hmm. car. That, that for the money it looked like this car might to um, that it uh, you know had some corrosion, had some challenges. The engine looked clean, the paint looked okay, but that underneath that this might not be a solid car. At least not something that while we were looking at it at $12,000 would be worth the money to go in and try to fix all that stuff. If you're going to fix a car from underneath, by all accounts, you want to get a project car for like five, six, $7,000, not 12,000 and up. So uh, this one left us, you know, kind of vacillating back and forth as to whether or not this was a decent value at where it was likely going to sell for. And we kind of just sort of, I don't know. I, I, it, this car left me empty inside. I don't know. It was sort of weird. I had said $18,000. I did not, when I put my bid, I did not notice how bad it was underneath. You kind of pointed that out while we were looking at it. You had said that you thought it would get to $14,000, but it wasn't worth that kind of money. And then Mauricio sort of split the difference between us. He said 15000 So JP, while we were looking at the car yesterday, it was at $12,000. It did not get another bid before the close of auction. And here's some critique because, again, Hemmings asked us to help them, right? So, Hemmings, this car closes at $12,000, but somebody asked the consigner on your platform where the reserve was at. And the, 
The consigner said $14,000, and the car did not meet its reserve. Then the car is offered by Hemings at $15,400. What is up with that? I mean, by all accounts, you should be taking $14,000, but now it's listed on your premium classified for $15,400. Does the right hand and the left hand at Hemings not know how to talk to each other? Because everybody, by all accounts, was CC'd on that email that went to John, my partner here. So uh, something something here doesn't make sense. I'm not great at math. I only went to a Christian high school. Like, you know, we had a great English department, I guess, but that doesn't add up. (laughs) Tell me what's going on, man. Hemmings guys, (laughs) we are busting on you. I said some really harsh words and I will continue that with this caveat that we want you to succeed. We want Hemmings. I think it's a good thing for car enthusiasts for there to be more platforms for people to find rare and interesting and unusual enthusiast cars like this um so and hemmings having one of the biggest names in the auction industry should be coming in and showing everyone how it's done but it 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 sure seems like there's you know (laughs) when we get cc'd an email with 14 people attached to it um it seems like there's uh you know is this just is this just an example of like corporate failure just like 20 people with titles not knowing what the hell they're doing because you know you, you guys need to have someone that comes in and says all right this is how we're going to do this because you're letting you're letting the customers you're letting your not the customers not the people that are buying the cars but you're letting the sellers of the cars come in and give you these atrocious horrible assets to try to sell the car with you cannot yeah. sell a romantic this is arguably the most romantic car on the planet right. i said yesterday that this is the most fun car you could possibly drive even though it's the worst car you could possibly drive for as a car this has nothing going for it. it's not fast doesn't handle well doesn't have any power its utility is low uh it's unsafe it's all of the negative things that you would on paper this is the worst car that possibly is but in reality put that uh, windshield down take the top off and you're gonna have it's a it's the automotive equivalent of a puppy if it doesn't make you smile you're a bad person right and Um, and you you made a great take you said everybody will stop you to talk to you about the car which is great which again goes with your puppy analogy yeah so it's like here it is this car when you look (laughs) at the photos and this is the only photo that I can get to work because you have to go in these different buckets they make it very confusing for users to navigate the site they're allowing the sellers to give them photos of a car in the middle of a sunny day in a mud pit or something i mean what in the hell and then some of the photos like they didn't rasterize correctly they didn't upload correctly so they're narrow they're stretched out they don't really show what the car is um and they're awful awful pictures make the sellers take decent pictures have a how-to guide or have a salesperson that walks them through it or tell them to hire a photographer it's very easy to find photographers to come out and take pictures of your car um it's just there's just no excuse for this and that jp that is absolutely the hardest thing you and i have talk uh, time and time again with the analogy of having a bouncer somebody that's going to refuse entry until they get it correct uh you know fancy nightclub that won't let you in because you're wearing tennis shoes or a baseball cap uh it's the same thing here if you have bad photos yes we accept your car but we cannot accept this submission with these images please go back and follow these guidelines and email them you know a pdf of of your shot list and tell them how to take the photos and do it over i agree with you jp this is terrible uh how do you expect to sell a car when the photos look like this guys look at this they're all like squished and 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 stretched out 
and then somebody has to be the warden of the website, the platform. And when the when the consigner answers a question and says that the reserve set at 14, but you have an agreement with the consigner to offer the car at 15, that doesn't work. You're turning off. You are disengaging anybody that was interested in that car. You you have to fix these problems if you're going to succeed because everybody can see it. I saw it and I didn't even really study this thing. You know, I'm like, oh, what's the reserve? Oh, 14. And what's it offered at 15? I'm like, I'm F you guys like that don't work. I wouldn't buy that car. What is, well, there's that brings up a good question. I was actually going to bring it up later because my personal car is up for auction today on P car market. We're going to get, that. um, and, uh, what is your take when, when someone on the th- comments thread asks a direct question, like what is the reserve that yeah. seems to me to be one, uh, an uncouth question to ask. Yeah. Uh, and as the seller, do you answer it? What, what is your take on that? Right. I, I don't think you have to, I just think it's, uh, you know, Again, JP, a lot of what I bring to this is because I've worked in the car industry selling cars. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's this thing where you don't want to tell them what you own the car for. You know, it's it's it, it's it's sort of natural. Now, everybody says I'm too honest for the car business. I, I <laughs> who cares? I personally, personally, I don't think it matters if everybody knows what the reserve is because you give them something to bid it up to, you know, yeah. and then, and then if two people want it, they're going to go right by the reserve anyways. Um, so I don't really see the, the, the reason not to, but all of these places, the reserve is confidential. And I don't think the consigner should answer that question on the platform. Personally, I don't think it matters that it's in the discussion, but for everybody's sake, for most of the time, uh, it, it should remain hidden. Because that I, was yeah. a question that someone asked, and asked I just kind of glossed over. I'm like, right. what? Yeah. Yeah. Who does I, that? I, yeah. Well, who, who I, the I, heck does that? That's just such a lame when, thing to do. And I think when you ask that question, you're also you're also demonstrating that you have no experience in this in the world of buying cars. Yeah. You know, or or you're being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that so yeah, this Volkswagen thing I definitely think would have brought more money on Bring a Trailer, uh, even with these horrible assets, uh, oh, and certainly would have brought brutal. more money even on this uh, platform had yeah. it better assets. So uh, there, there it is, kids. Make sure you take decent pictures because especially with enthusiast cars, you're selling romance. You're not selling yeah. nuts and bolts. Uh, yeah. It's a different animal. So all right, what else did we talk about yesterday? All right, JP, we jumped over to Cars and Bids to visit Doug DeMiro. Um, I thought this Audi S6 was interesting because it employs the Lamborghini V10 motor. Uh, it had 135,000 miles on it, and, and it's just incredible to see that, you know, you know, an $80,000 luxury sedan, uh, you know, 10 years later is not worth anything. <laughs> uh, I said, said $12,000, but you said $8,200. Uh, Mauricio uh, said $10,000. So by all accounts, Mauricio was the closest. The car sold for $9,700, uh, but technically you got the win. You beat me by just a couple hundred bucks because the car came in in between our, our two bids. Uh, but think about that, JP. For less than $10,000, you could have this $80,000 you know, $80, luxury car with a Lamborghini mirror. I mean, it was like kind of exotic you know, performance luxury. But then these cars come out of warranty and nobody wants them. And Mauricio made a point. You, you've said this oftentimes, you know, uh, while this car is $10,000 today, it doesn't, the car doesn't know it's $10,000 today. It still has expensive maintenance and there's no warranty available for a car that's 13 years old. So yeah, uh, yeah you know, and it's got 135,000 miles on it. So just, it's just amazing to see how these incredible vehicles uh, become so soft in the secondary market. What a, what a, I don't know. And you it's know, like, is that at 9,700, is that a screaming deal or is that just 
a, a money pit waiting to happen. I mean, that's go over to our friends at German Motors uh, here in Las Vegas and ask the mechanics, yeah. "What's your favorite car?" And they'll be like, "Oh, Audi for sure." I'm like, "Really?" A mechanic <laughs> like Audi for sure is like, "Yeah, they paid for my kid's college. Uh, yeah. These things are yeah. junk, and they keep German yeah. car mechanics in business." Yeah, Daniel. Daniel must love Audis. He's waving the Audi banner. By all means, bring your Audi down. To yeah, go get yourself a they used Audi. Good plan. Ten cylinders, awesome. Yeah. More spark plugs. All right. Anyways, JP, we jump over to bring a trailer, and we looked at a 1991 BMW 850 CSI, but with just an automatic transmission, a four-speed slushback. Absolutely. Is that the saddest thing you've ever seen? A, a slush box. Mm. Um. Anyway, thirty-five like thousand. Yeah. Yeah, 35,000 miles on this car, so you would think it would bring big value, but it had a couple things going against it. One, none of us really were feeling this burgundy uh, paint job over a gray leather interior, uh, and then all of us, uh, the three of us, including Mauricio, agreed that a manual transmission um, would unlock the collectability of this car and that the automatic was definitely going to hold it back from being uh, sort of a premium car in the secondary market. If this were a stick, JP, this would be an $80,000 and up car. I mean, we're talking three times the value that it probably sold for. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyways, I said $26,000, which is interesting because uh, you went over. You said thirty, dollars uh, And then um, Mauricio did not like this car, which is interesting. Mm. I think, remember, we had on um, – uh, Reese, was it Reese? Reese, Reese from Hypertrash, yeah. Yeah, Reese and Mauricio both agreed that the BMW 8 Series is one of the most disappointing and uh, terrible cars that BMW's ever made. Uh, so Mauricio kind of pooped on this car. He said 23.5, which was really funny because I think it was at 23.5 when we were looking mm. at it. Anyway, the car sold for 28,000 bucks, which ironically split between our bids true on that car which really we haven't drawn a while it's been a couple weeks actually uh, I'm, I'm still shocked this car only brought that much i mean that burgundy sl500 that we talked about a few days ago right. that went for 45 this is a way cooler car than a than an sl500 i mean even even though it's an automatic uh it, it's still an 850 these are really cool looking cars and Mauricio Beautiful just car. kept saying it's boring it's boring it's boring it's like well I mean, it's not exciting. I'm with you there, but it's pretty tough to say it's boring. I mean, at least it still oh, has man. that sporty, cool shark look. But yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, I really am shocked that an SL500 is worth more than an 850 um, BMW. That, that Too funny. The world Absolute, is turned upside down. Absolutely hilarious. All right, uh, JP, then we ran over to go look at this uh, 2008 Boxster RS60. Uh, again, another low-mile car, 30-something thousand miles on it. Um, these are numbered, which is really weird that Porsche decided to number these. Uh, and they, they number them to act like they're, they're limited editions. There's still 2,000 of these models around. Uh, basically, with the RS60, it's a, a homage to the RS Spider of 1960. And this car has some special features to go along that route. Uh, besides the badging, it's got special front air dam and rockers. Uh, it comes with sport seats and a stick. They got a little more horsepower, like five more horsepower and a tuned exhaust. Uh, and then um, really neat, they, they remove the cowling to cover the sun over your gauges uh, to kind of give you that old dashboard with the gauges just attached to it. Uh, neat little pieces, but is it really worth a premium? We're, we're suggesting that this car was going to sell for twice as much as another Boxster S that isn't an RS60. Um, and it was funny because you didn't, you don't seem to, you know, your thing is it doesn't make sense. Like you could recreate this car for less money. Um, but, but the bottom line is the Porsche market dictates that people will pay a premium for this nonsense. In any case, the three of us sort of overshot this one by just a little bit. I said 43 
you conservatively bet under me and said 42. Uh, and then uh, Mauricio went over and said 44. Uh, this car actually stalled out and sold at just 39,500 and failed to meet that $40,000 threshold. The three of us unanimously thought this car was going to bring. Uh, so, JP, that was your third win of the day. Uh, that, then- that is definitely a little bit, I, I felt like. Okay, maybe there is a little sense in the world, but $39,000 is still ten to $15,000 too much right. for this car. That is, yeah. you are just a dumb person if you think that uh, the stupid little number plate means dick, okay? <laughs> you can get the same car uh, and probably a nicer version for so much less money. Um, and spend, I mean, what are you thinking? Oh, whoopie do it has a little plaque that says, I mean, it's like when you see the guy with a Mustang at like cars and coffee and I'm not dissing Mustangs. I'm really not, at least not right now, but you know, you come up to a kid with a, with a bright blue Mustang or bright green one. You'd be like, that's a really cool car. Look at that color. He's like, yeah, it's super rare. They only made 4,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Too right. Too awesome. right. This is not rare. And I, you know, if, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's move on from this. Just silly right. car. It's a great JP, car, but just not worth that money. JP, our final car, probably the most controversial, at least mm. until we do our star car of the day today, mm. a 2004 Porsche C4S with a branded title. This car was a lemon law buyback. And uh, now we all know that 2004s had and I ended up sure that in some case, the original owner probably Blueberry had a, a repair bill at the Porsche dealership for like 20 grand to rebuild the motor uh, and said, no freaking way, Porsche's paying for that. And Porsche probably said, absolutely not. You broke the motor of your car and we're not paying for that thing. There, you know, there's nothing wrong because again, we know it's been, it's been chronic, you know, it's evident that Porsche never owned up to the IMS bearing uh, and everybody's had to go aftermarket to get them fixed. There was no official recall on these cars. So my guess is these people hired a lawyer uh, and got the manufacturer to buy the car back. So now we've got a branded title on a low mile, 25,000 miles C4S. This car did take a trip to the UK. It was registered overseas for one year. Uh, I don't think that's a big deal, but the branded title certainly is. And so we all suspected that it would hold it back from the true value of this car being in the, say, forty-five dollars to $50,000 range. Um, but by all accounts, when our car yesterday was close to $30,000, you and Mauricio both said that you thought that this car was already overpriced. And I went out on a limb and I said, this car is going to bring $35,000 because the branded title is just an argument. It has nothing to do with the fact that this car was like in an accident or anything like that. And this might be a great value for somebody. And you said, Michael, that might be right, but that's still too much money to pay for it because the brand, the branded title will hold it back from value in the future. So you said 33, Mauricio said 32. Well, this car sold for $40,500. And my take to you on the phone last night is that the branded title should be about a 30% detraction in value so if this car brings 40 grand then that's suggesting that this is a sixty thousand dollar car which it's not (laughs) so somebody absolutely completely overpaid for this car causing the three of us to completely scratch our head and then just marvel at the magic that is bring a trailer because people seem to just run right through that glass door that said hey be (laughs) careful there's something going on here you're not supposed to go through take a look buyer beware branded title uh this guy i don't think this guy will ever get forty thousand dollars again for this car i I just don't um so anyways i hope he plans on holding on to it for a very long time because that's 
That's way too much. That's crazy money. And you know, Even with, for me. with a car that's a, that's been lemon lawed, I mean, you worked for a Porsche dealership. I don't really understand what happens after a car has been lemon lawed. Cause I know in some States that, uh, if the car is brought like in California, if you bring the car back to the dealership three times for the same problem, they lemon lot. So that, that could be, that could be something, com- huh? But it's not that easy. Like it's a lemon law. You have to get, you know, the sales manager, the general manager, the owner, the regional yeah. rep, somebody from North Amer- Porsche, North America. You have to have an attorney. I mean, lemon law in a car. Anybody that's ever had to lemon law a car, they will tell you. They're like, you're like, hey, you have to tell me that story. And they're like, well, mm. I can't do it here. One day when we're over dinner, I'll tell you the story. That story will take over an hour to tell. <laughs> it is a huge process. Right. But it happened. Headache. And that's it's the so thing. Much and much. and yeah. there are yeah. there are states that allow you to do it with you right. bring the car back for the same problem three times. So then, yeah, lawyers get involved and it's a thing. But oh, we don't listen. know that the engine was replaced on this. We don't know. We don't. We don't. And We're maybe saying, it was. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. Once the car is lemon lawed, what happens to it? Do you know? Well, it, it becomes, uh, it, it's almost like a lease return, right? Somebody beaches it at their local dealer and then the manufacturer picks it up. Uh, then they will offer it probably in a in an in-house auction. Like, you know, like if Porsche will auction some of their cars just to Porsche dealers. Uh, and the cars that don't go, then will go to regional auctions and stuff like that. But that'll, that'll get offered to some dealership that wants to pick it up, address the problems, and then resell it as a lemon law. Or they'll wholesale it at some other auction and just get rid of it and get it out of their yeah, system. Yeah, what Porsche? Porsche dealership. I can't think of a Porsche dealership anywhere that would say, yeah, here's a branded title car. Can you? Not really, but there's some out there that it's really comes a used car. Oh yeah. Listen, used car managers. And I love Mm -hmm. Malcolm cheek. Uh, (laughs) Our guy, our guy at, at at God is a guy of absolute integrity. And that is completely uncommon amongst used car managers. Mm -hmm. Used car managers are usually the most slight moral scales in any dealership anywhere mm. in the world uh malcolm was great malcolm would never touch something like that because we couldn't god couldn't uh you know public public face a car like that and split but some you know there's some guys that would take it and be like oh yeah i'll buy that car recondition it and sell it for retail because all you're doing is talking somebody into it you know well i mean that just seems like uh i mean as a port kinky. if you have the shield on your dealership there's no way that that would fly i could see them just saying all right porsche owns it and then putting it in some auction system and then it yeah. hitting a regular auction and then some used car dealership buying it but it's not like any yep. of them them wouldn't know that it's a branded title car and if this were at yeah. some lot some regular used car lot down the street they would get they would be lucky to get 25 for it i mean i that, think you're 30 percent uh you're 30 percent off of retail i don't agree with that i think i think branded titles are half I mean, yeah. you know, like 50% yeah. or more. They're, they're just sales proof. You can't get rid of them. Yeah, crazy. I'm guessing yeah. that the person who bought this car just says, I'll buy that car. That's exactly what I want. And I'm just going to own it for, you know, the intention is to own it forever. And then he is in his mind, he saved 10 grand, you know? Yeah. Okay. I guess. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, the world is weird. There, that, that car doesn't make any sense. The buyer uh, or the people that were bidding on this, I just think you need to have your head examined. Um, cool ass <laughs> car. Uh, love them. But to get something like this with a branded title that you're out of your mind. Um, all right. So, but that certainly is interesting. And what we do here on, 
bid nerds can't even remember the name of my own show uh what we do is we talk about and we nerd out about the most interesting cars of the day and today we have some very interesting cars one of them i own personally but that's not the car that we're going to start with uh today the first car that we're going to nerd out on and before we nerd out on that make sure you hit the subscribe and like button hit the notifications make sure you hit that notifications button because a lot of times our videos we always go live in the morning at around the nine o'clock hour monday through friday and then once we're done about an hour later sometimes the video the little thumbnail doesn't show up on our channel for hours later but if you have notifications it'll show you that there's a new show up and uh, you'll be able to click on that and access our content all the time because you need to access bid nerds all the time uh so there it is make sure you hit that uh please subscribe button yeah please subscribe guys uh we really uh appreciate you guys subscribing and uh watching the show all right so wow uh this first car is called a consumer car what does that mean yeah i i don't really know what it means i don't understand (laughs) the idea behind it i'm not sure that it's explained really well here or in the video but the quick story is simply this uh the peterson auto museum which is a beautiful building uh for automobiles in uh la had a show an exhibit called the disruptors and that exhibit ran from uh sometime in 2019 through march of 2020 my guess is it was probably cut short because of the pandemic and they had to close their doors but as part of the disruptors uh i'm guessing this was uh cars that kind of went against the grain instead of making something that everybody wants make something that the designer wants Uh, a gentleman by the name of joey reuter created this car the consumer car, uh, so that it could be exhibited in the disruptors, the disruptors show at the Peterson Auto Museum. This car was built on a 1993 Ford Fiesta GL chassis. It employs that drivetrain with a five-speed manual. The motor on that is technically a Mazda-supplied B3, which is a 1.3-liter inline-four. It only makes about 63 horsepower, only has about 73 pound-foot of torque. Um, but this car is just something like we've never seen. Hmm. Uh, and I think what did uh, the, the the video is really great. Um, what did uh, Rochelle call it? The My wife daft, called it the Daft Fiesta. Daft Fiesta, which is great. So this guy with the helmet and the video that's accompanying, uh, by all means, when the show is over, go and click the link to that and watch it. It's really interesting. Uh, JP, a, a car like that is guaranteed to do one thing, and that is split opinions. Uh, mm-hmm. We call this a polarizing design. And uh, as a person who loves cars because of racing and the dynamics of driving and the physics that go into mechanical grip and horsepower and traction this car absolutely arrests my sensibilities and i absolutely (laughs) effing hate it when i see a car like this it makes me angry i'm like what is wrong with you why would you do that to an automobile and i'm i'm very upset and at the same time i know exactly why you picked it because it's so incredibly uh, it, it's a disruptor. I mean, it, it absolutely is just the antithesis of what we think of naturally for an automobile. Uh, and by that, by that rationale and by that end, I would say that Joey absolutely succeeded. Uh, and I could totally see that this car just gets you going and turns you on. I hate it. I hate it with every <laughs> cell in my body and I can't wait till we're done with it. Uh, so congratulations to Joey. You have absolutely split the bid nerds in half. I'm, I'm positive that JP is going to say nice things about this car. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, you, you cannot be a car 
car enthusiast and not like this car. You just don't oh, like cars. If you, oh if God. you, I mean, to say that, oh, the only reason why I love cars is because you race them and mechanical grip. <laughs> I mean, we just fawned over a lime green Volkswagen thing, uh, which yeah. does none of those things. We both agree that a Volkswagen thing yeah. is none of the what you just talked about. Right. Um, whereas right. this car, I would be willing to bet that this car probably handles better, uh, drives better. Everything about this car is probably uh, mechanically better than that Volkswagen <laughs> thing. Um, ex- yeah. And, you know, arguably the design, I-, I just think this is the most crazy minimalist thing. And, I, you know, you see the comments and just absolute I'm going to drop an S-bomb dipshits that go on there and say, oh, my my third grader could design something like this. Well, that's be- you say that because you don't know. Well, I, no, I need to say this know. to the camera. You're saying that because you don't know anything about design. Simple, yeah. minimalist design is difficult. It's not yeah. It's not easy. People think that, oh, I just draw a square. That's all this is. No. Um, no. Nowadays, when it comes to design, everyone wants to put a million different radiuses in things. Uh, yeah. And there's all kinds of reasons to. This one, it's very difficult to find a way to make something that works and um uh and still has hardly any lines i mean it's kind of like the cyber truck or whatever which is about as right. uh, polarizing right. as well um you know this thing kind of looks like a guitar case that just hovers down the road i love that you can't see the tires it's so funny um, i know it's, it's it is absolutely brilliant for what it is and with just cjp um i've been to burning man a couple of times uh, and there oh, are yeah. some incredible designs what people do to rethink an automobile to just literally put around in the desert with lights and, and a mode of transportation and things in burning man are very inclusive and this guy's got a couple of spare seats in here um mm-hmm. that big video screen on the front with a light show i could absolutely see somebody buying this and taking it to burning man and the trouble mm-hmm. is driving around on a desert floor in the dust and the heat up there will will pretty much you know, ruin this car and kind of wear mm-hmm. it out. But whatever, you know, whatever creative things you could do with that video screen to have this, I could totally see this just out on the playa putting around. I, I don't think it's a video screen, it. Michael. I think it's just a, a uh, it's a one-way mirror with lights behind it. Uh, I don't, I don't it. think it's okay. actually, yeah. Cause, but uh, oh, I mean, even better, even yeah. better. Yeah. That's great. It's just, it's, it is absolutely fantastic. I hate it. <laughs> but it's super cool uh, how awesome video- would this be on uh the strip i mean cruising oh, this yeah. down oh, the las sure. vegas strip and and just like charge people to take rides in it how awesome would that be you would you would literally this this car would be photographed a million times a day in las vegas for sure uh, you know, and that's a thing. That's another thing, Michael. It's like, I know you want to be done with this car as quickly as possible. But here's the deal. I'm bidding on this sucker today. Uh, so it might be, in our, you might like one day, like take a ride it. in this thing. I you might, And it, I yeah. might be able to convince you to love it. It's entirely possible. Um, I, I doubt I'll be able to buy it because I think this thing's going to go for some weird money. It's already too much for it, for just a straight up goofy toy. Uh, but look at this right. video. Right. I just but love 10 this grand, But 10 yeah. grand is certainly not going to recoup. Uh, whatever his investment is this car i'm oh, sure no, uh, yeah. that this car has got you know like you know twenty thousand hours in it or something crazy it's just been uh you know it it, it, it clearly this is it, it is and it, it is like a garage project but it the fit and finish looks you know far yeah. superior to that it, it really looks like a concept car you know like a like a manufacturer's concept car or a yeah. design house's concept car not an artist or or a disruptor and then so in that sense it is brilliant. I I just I hate it. It really it really bothers me. It rubs me the wrong way. And one day, 
at JP, I may drive it and it'll all change. But there you go. There's the thing about the Volkswagen thing, the thing, uh, and this car, when you don't have a windshield like that, when you're in a little box like this, it makes Uh the world feel like an amusement park ride. Yeah. So driving something like this around just feels like you're at Disneylanders <laughs> and you're just going down to the, the Walmart and it's like, oh, I'm at the <laughs> Disneyland display uh, or I'm at the Walmart uh, ride or I'm at the uh, JC Petty ride. I mean, it's just like whatever. It's just it makes everything so much more fun, even if it doesn't handle for shit and, uh, you know, isn't very fast. I don't know. It does look pretty fun to drive, though. Watching it roll down the road looks uh, looks like it scoots. But again, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, the biggest problem to me is the fact that this car is in michigan uh and part of the fun of buying right. a car from out of town is going and getting it driving at home and you ain't driving this yeah. thing back to vegas from no michigan way. right now with no roof or heat or gauges or anything uh michael deeb what is this goofball little square box thing gonna go for listen jp i i was thinking you know when we first teed it up i was thinking maybe twelve thousand bucks uh but it's already at 10 on 27 bids and mm. I agree with you, JP. The more I look at it, the more you appreciate all the work that went into it. Uh, and I do think somebody will spend stupid money on it. Will it break $20,000? It could. I actually think that this car should have been sold on Bring a Trailer. And yeah. I think he would have got twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 for it. Uh, but on Doug DeMiro's site, I think it's going to be held back. Uh, stupid money, crazy stupid money on Doug DeMiro's site would be $18,000. I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't feel good about that. I'm going to say 15 grand. I'll let you take the mm, over. I know you're going to, I, I know gonna, you're I was going to take 15. Uh, I yeah. don't know if I am. I mean, as much as I like it, Demero yeah. doesn't bring late stage auction, no, uh, late stage really, rallies. Yeah. Uh, this, this is, this has no comps. And this yeah. is a peerless automobile. Peerless. There's no well, cost for this. Think about this though. It's like okay, for a goofball toy for 15 grand, um, yeah. you could get a razor. Right. It's not very interesting. You could get, no, you know, some like off-road side-by-side thing. You get a used Jeep yeah. or something like that. I mean, if you want something, I mean, like if you, if you have a place in the arts district in LA or Oakland oh, right. or here in Las yeah. Vegas, yeah. this would be just the raddest car to drive around town. In. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and because it's not really a street goer, I mean, we had a 356, uh, which was fun to drive around. And that was the only thing yeah. that was fun to do was drive around the neighborhood. And if you live in an arts district anywhere, you would be, yeah. Like instantly the coolest person in the arts district, wherever you are rolling up uh, to the coffee shop in this thing. And that's, that's why I wanted, I would just want to drive from, you know, uh, down to, down to, uh, the art, the 18B and roll around everyone and go, what the fuck? You know, I mean, that's just, that's just fun. Right. Um, can, can you imagine to be buying this car and put it on Turo in Las Vegas? Like, oh my gosh. Right. That thing? Yeah. <laughs> Rent the uh, consumer car. All right. Yeah, you say 15. That sucks because that was my uh, bid. I'm going to go right up <laughs> below you. I'm going to bet the under and go 14.5. I'm right All there right. up your rear because uh, I think you it's, it. <laughs> it's going to be 15 grand, give or take a thousand bucks. Um, so, yeah. Right. Um, but uh, I sure want it and I'm, I'm bummed that it's probably going to be out of I don't know. When does this auction actually end? Uh, JP, I'll read that to you right now. It's got uh, 30 minutes. So it's at 10,000. Oh, 000, no. It's got less than 30 minutes, yeah. Man, we got to hurry up on this show uh, because um, <laughs> one, I want to bid it. I wish I would have had, uh, I wish, because I kind of wanted my Porsche to hit the auction before this car so I know if I had enough money to buy this. <laughs> If my car went crazy, I would just be like, all right, cool. I'll go buy this. I just got a consumer car for nothing. Um, Whatever that means. All right, let's hurry up on the show so I can get to bidding. 
All right. Well, let's go. Let's save. Let's save your car for last. So let's go over to Rad for sale and look at this car. Uh, JP, you'll probably know more about this than I do, but I I remember these. They were in the Bay Area a lot. 1981 Subaru Brat GL. Uh, this had just a flat four cylinder, all wheel drive, four speed manual with a transfer case. This car is offered out of Hayward, California, with just 109,000 miles. But cosmetically. This car has been brilliantly preserved. Um, what you're looking at is a two-seat pickup that is the size of like a Honda Accord from the from the 70s, uh, and they had these two. What do you call those outboard jump seats? Jump seats, two yes. outboard jump seats, rear facing with with oh shit handles. Uh, do they have seat belts back there? No, 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 no seat, seat belts, belts back there. Are you of course kidding? not. Come no, on, we gave now. you we gave you a push bar and some graphics. Uh, this I I don't see how a manufacturer can make a car like this again. It just it would never fly in any you know principality anywhere in the United States. Oh my God! It's got a canopy top too. Oh holy free holies! This is a holy grail. Yeah, th- this is just 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 a wild car. Uh, so with four hours to go out of Hayward, California, that's just across the Bay Bridge here, JP. Mm. Uh, you know, it was 20 minutes away to get to Hayward. Uh, his car is sitting at $6,700. Now, I will say we've been watching this car all week. It's been at $6,700 for several days now. It hasn't gotten any action. But I would think that this car is going to come really close to $10,000 because where on earth have in the last 10 years, JP, have you seen one? This clean for sale in the U.S.? I would say no. Uh, there's 15 bids, so there's some action, but it hasn't gotten a bid in a few days. It's on an original California blue plate, which is period correct in 1981. This is a time capsule if ever there was one. Uh, and absolutely, this would be, if, if we got to vote, if I was at Rad at Radwood and I saw this car, this is something I would absolutely consider voting on because they're just so unusual. You couldn't make this car today and legally sell it through a dealership. It just all these rules that we put in place make this car obsolete uh, and and a relic to time. And it's just cool to see one in this condition. JP, take it away. Yeah, I mean, well, there's only one thing that makes it illegal, and that's the seats in the back, uh, mm-hmm. because they Subaru that's did come deal. out with uh, did come out with something like this just ten years ago. They came out with their Subaru. I can't. Remember, we we talked about one where they had oh, we did a little pickup yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they yeah. didn't put the seats in the back. You know, this is the ultimate hillbilly car. Um, Yes, growing up where I grew up, these were all over the place. People loved them because they were cheap on gas. They were small. They were all-wheel drive, so you could take the, you know, the logging roads. You could throw your children in the back. Uh, You know, I grew up, my parents were too cheap to get something cool like this. We just had pickup trucks that didn't even have seats in the back. These have seats with, like, handlebars that you can hold on to. When we hit a bump, you might fly out of the back of the pickup truck. This thing, you could hold on to the Brat and just, like, hang on. I mean, and it was aptly named because I mean there should have been an arrow that pointing to the bed because that's where the brats go that's that's yeah. specifically what that's for um so much fun Look, to drive these grab, things are grab, just a grab a photo of the interior can you grab a photo of the interior uh, these yeah. things have beautiful plaid seats like 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 these are Porsche like every guy that loves uh, air cooled 911s will look at these Subaru seats and be like oh, I don't they're, quite they're get cool. where you say this car is clean I mean it's a running driving car but well, it looks exactly the- like the ones when I was growing up just as beat up and dented up and and used which I appreciate but at least it's it's a running driving car yeah that interior is just so much fun those are cool oh I think that's really cool I just look the graphics are still on there the emblems are still on there 
Yep. Uh, it, 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 maybe clean isn't the right word, but complete. All of yeah. the pieces that Subaru gave you are still on this car. And I would say that, you know, a lot of cars, a pickup truck from this area, you get a replacement fender, the bumpers fall mm -hmm. off, you get different wheels. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody loses their graphics to sun fade or... or Where's it going to land? Where's it going to land? What's Who this thing going to sell for? Jeez All Louise. right, rambling on, Deeb. Shut the... All right, so I'm <laughs> I got a say... consumer car to buy. Come on, yeah. what are you doing? I'm gonna say seventy five hundred dollars, JP. But I think this car is worth eight to ten grand. I just don't know if it's gonna find the audience here. It, Where is it at right now? It's at sixty nine. Sixty seven hundred. Sixty seven. You said seventy five. That's a good bet. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that some people are coming back to uh, rad for sale this week, and maybe it finds seventy nine hundred. Maybe it breaks right. eight. But I'll go seven. I'm gonna bet the over a little bit and say okay. that there's gonna late stage rally because this is a fun car and it's in the right place. I mean, this is the perfect beach car. There's no better place to have this car. Put a surfboard yeah. on there and uh, throw your children in the back. Good to go. All right, JP, let's jump over to Bring a Trailer and have a very, very, very brief conversation about celebrity endorsements. We are mm. looking at uh, 2020 Nissan 370Z with the 50th anniversary uh, livery that they made because the Z is, you know, there's a new Z coming next year. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to send off the old Z, uh, one of the models that you can get, it's not as high performance as the Nismo, so it's not the ultimate driver's car, but it's got this throwback design with the two stripes on the door and the red over the top of the car. Very cool. If you like the Boy Racer look, you probably love this car, and I think the white might even be a pearl, uh, which is really nice. Um, but anyway, that's about it. But Brock Yates, who lives in Las Vegas, sorry, Pete Brock, who lives in um, – uh, Las Vegas uh, is a big Nissan guy, and this is his personal car. So the question begs, does uh, one with his signature on it, apparently there's three official BRE signature series of these cars, which means it's just an extra badging on it. Um, does that does that deserve a premium? Because it was Pete Brock's personal signature edition of the anniversary edition of the 370z which is being replaced anyway so why would you with 166 miles out of henderson nevada what's mm. the premium for for his car uh well, he's, gonna, he's not just some guy i mean he's the yeah. guy that designed the 240z um yeah. so i mean his heritage connected to this car makes some sense i don't i mean i think this car is as dumb as that boxer that we talked about yesterday the the right. the rs60 because it has no additional you know performance yeah. mods it's all cosmetic yeah. right. um but i do think there's probably something to the fact that you know the godfather of the z car really um that this is his car and that he put his personal touch i i actually think don't you think it would be more interesting if it had more miles on it it's like yeah it was his car but he didn't drive it right i mean right. <laughs> you know if, if this was yeah. a car they drove they, every day you'd be like yeah i'm living in his footsteps but no this is a car uh, they had in his garage who cares J jp i guarantee you they gifted him the car and, yeah. and he took it. Oh, he, yeah, took it to, he, he took it to two car shows. Yeah. It was delivered. You know, it was delivered. He took it to a couple car shows, and now he's selling it. And and his spiff for for endorsing the car and probably doing some publicity work is whatever he gets out of this thing. You know. Yeah, and he um, probably didn't even drive it to the car shows. He probably put it in his Aero Vault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He is the godfather of the Aeroball, which are really cool, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I had a guy come to Las Vegas and bought an Aeroball direct from 
Pete Brock. Uh, and then he came by Max uh, from from uh, Utah, sent him to me, and uh, I sold him a classic uh, 911 Turbo. And then he wow. put it in the Aero Vault and drove it back to uh, Idaho, which was <laughs> nice. great. So uh, I love the Aero Vault because they allow customers to buy my cars. So here you go. Uh, so anyways, JP, the car is sitting at $35,000. It's got about an hour and a half to go. Again, out of Anderson, Nevada, with just 166 miles. This car, he hasn't even put gas in this car, JP. Like He hasn't yeah. even filled up the tank. Uh, it is not broken in yet. Uh, it's on 11 bids, an hour and a half to go. I, I, I don't mean, what is it worth? 40 grand. I'm going to say 40 grand. And that's yeah. honestly, that is probably close to MSRP for the car. So yeah, I mean, what's I don't the book think, value on this? Thing? I, I don't mean... think somebody's going to pay 50 grand for Pete's car. That was my whole point with my rambling at the beginning of this. Uh, so 40 grand is all the money for the car. There you go. Yeah, gosh, I don't know. I mean, you know what CarMax give you for it? Um, I'll go 39. I don't know. I don't, oh, Carmax. So, listen, this car has already been registered in his name. So you're the yeah. second owner. Carmax is only going to give you thirty-two thousand for this car, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, right. so you're going to say thirty-nine was your bid, JP? Yeah, yeah. Shrugging right, cool. my shoulders, maybe. I mean, whatever. Uh, All right, JP. Yeah, I move <laughs> this. I picked this next car just for you. Now, the, the holdback on this, the holdback on this is that it's in in uh, Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. Mm. How close is that to Seattle? Is that like just uh, across the about, border or way up there? I mean, Seattle, the border is two and a half hours away and then another hour up to, to get to, uh, yeah, so you're looking at about three hours, yeah. depending on how hard it is to get across the border. All right, so here's the problem, JP. This mm. car is not 25 years old. It's not easy to bring it into the United States, and it is a Canadian car. It's in, uh, it's in kilometers. What car are we talking moment. about? Uh, sorry, it's a 2006 Porsche Cayenne modified this car is completely polnick approved <laughs> this is a bit nerd special look at this thing in porsche motorsport livery with some uh, a slight lift kit uh it's got two different light bars one on the luggage rack that holds a spare tire one on the front bumper with the skid plates uh in addition to the lift kit this has complete uh off-road tires uh to complete the look and they even painted the wheels white to complement the livery uh what we like about this car uh is that it's a base model and it'll go anywhere and it's got a full black interior what we don't like about this car and where this guy missed the boat is he should have found one with a stick shift right jp mm, good luck with that though yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so six-speed automatic. The other thing that we don't like about it is that it's sitting in Canada, and it would be really difficult to bring in. Now, the uh, consigner has gone out of his way to make this as as tantalizing as possible. This is a no-reserve auction. So with about two hours to go, uh, this modified 2006 Porsche Cayenne with about 86,000 miles, 139,000 kilometers is about 86,000 miles on the odometer, uh, is sitting at just $17,300, which as it sits right there is all the money for one of these if it was um, probably in the United States. But that uh, by Canada, the fact that it's in Canada, uh, this guy's looking pretty good for getting a pretty decent return on this investment. Uh, so JP, what do you think? What am I doing here? Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's a, I mean, it's a Mark One. That's that's really the biggest hit against it. I mean, it's got the, uh, you know, so you're still dealing with. Did they mention if the cooling lines have been done and the drive shafts? Probably. I mean, you you talk. I'll look. 
The good thing about these is, I mean, the 3.2, the little six-cylinder base is crazy reliable, and this is the right platform to actually do this on. And the, the, unlike the one that I had that was a manual, they they really did a lot of things right. They lifted it properly. Uh, they put actual skid plates on there and stuff like that. So this thing is really, really cool. I, I understand that these guys plan on making a bunch more of them. But we talk about design sensibilities, and we were talking about the consumer car earlier and what makes you angry Michael Deeb I mean when I look at this yeah. I am seething I am so pissed off I'm madder than a hornet um, because my design sensibility OCD is just melting me down right now um, number one the 955 is the wrong damn font that is not the correct font. It's taking up too uh. much space in the red space. Um, the Because, you know, if anybody's watched the show, I had one that was very similar yeah. to this. We didn't go with the yeah. full-blown livery. We just did, went with the decal. Uh, we made sure that we used the right paint or the right uh, the right font. These Color. stripes yeah. on here that are from the GT3 Cup of that era, um, yeah. we were considering doing that on mine. But one thing that that's just, oh, it's making me so angry is you look at this gray stripe <laughs> as it leans down, all right? So you've yeah. got a corner right here, all right? That yeah. corner should be lining up with this vertical line, but no, it's off center. So it just looked like they tacked this on after the fact. And this point, and this point, right? It's a downward slope. This gray should be, all these stripes should be horizontal, horizontal. with all yeah. these lines here. And it just looks <laughs> cheap and lame and like, they're just like, oh, we'll just put stripes on it. We're going to put the stripes on it. Yeah, you know, that consumer car made you angry. This is making me mad. Look at the space between the top of the Porsche and the top of the red. It's different from the down here. I mean, you guys, it's like, come on, man. You're going through all this trouble. That was a lot of work. It would not have taken that much more work to get it right. But the fact is, they didn't know what's right because they're idiots. Um, And, man, I hate this thing so hard. I hate it so hard (laughs) because it's so close to being so awesome. Awesome, Uh, Where is it going to land at 17.5? with how long to go 17.3 with two hours to go but stuck in canada do not forget that people this is mm-hmm. not going to be easy to bring in uh, uh so i don't think this car is going to go much further i think that's already all the money for a car that's sitting in canada i say eighteen thousand bucks and it, there's nothing left in it really yeah and this thing's got dents and dings and scratches and all that stuff uh yeah. but these are hot right now what was your number i'm sorry 18 grand i'm not i don't think it's going to go any further it, yeah it, i'm going to cost you Eight grand to get it in. I just you could you could yeah. send one to bidders and we would make one for you. Do you think it would money. be eight thousand dollars to get it over? I don't know. That's crazy. Oh, uh, you're probably right. Yeah, it's I'm gonna be be, I'm gonna bet the over just because I think someone will figure out a way. I think it, I'm gonna say a thousand dollars more than you. Um, right. And 19. Uh, nineteen. Just be. I mean, look the 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 lift kit and the uh, the light kit and all that kind of stuff. That really is difficult stuff to do, and it's doing it right. Uh, I would yeah. get this thing and peel off the livery and then redo the livery uh, right. correctly because uh, I think it's just that cool um gosh i wish it was a, a second gen but or not a second gen but a yeah. dot two um all right let's move on this is a neat truck uh good luck to the uh seller <coughs> good luck getting it across the border um if he does well on this you know you're gonna see a ton more of these because they're gearing up to do more of them. A- all right absolutely all right jp just a quick time check 12 and a half bits on the consumer car oh, it's still man. sitting at thousand dollars on 27 bids maybe you nate they make a bid live on the air would be that really could cool. happen i gotta sign in yeah. There, yeah all right so uh is that it i did we have anything else to cover oh, oh, there's, oh right there's one other car wait what <laughs> what well you forgot about all my right. car what's Never. that you forgot my car 
what's going on? Dude, the, on P Car Market, uh, somebody named Producer John is offering us this 2003 Porsche 996 Carrera with an aero kit that has been fully devoted to become a gt3 tribute jp uh i will let you talk about this car but the the you know the thing with the aero kit it's beyond the aero kit it's the wheels and the gauges when you first sent me a picture of this car and i saw mm-hmm. the gauges said gt3 on them i understood the attention to detail that this car has been treated to uh what i love about your car uh is it, it's got the aero kit and the wheels um it's also this color the seal gray uh was not a popular car color for 04 gt3s and so to see what is essentially a gt3 in this color also is uh, really cool uh we should also worth mentioning that, that that there's suspension that goes along with this and that this car handles really well but jp take it away this is your car man where are we go what are we doing Eighty three thousand miles yeah, I mean, we've talked about the fact that this is a GT3 clone, and yes, it was made to look like a GT3. You can see the rear seat deletes. The, uh, the yeah. like, you, like you said, the gauge has even been done. This car did start as an XAA option from the factory aero car, so it had the the lip and it had the side skirts and the wing. Uh, but someone went nuts and uh, got the gear shift lever and changed out the the gauges and got rid of those rear seats and the wheels and all that stuff. They spent some money. They even did a, a I like pointing out to people that don't realize that they had the, the center console delete i mean the attention to yeah. details here is really really uh they went nuts Neat. um yeah. yeah and you know one thing that you got to be careful though when you drive this car it has an 8000 rpm uh tachometer this is not a gt3 engine and the normal m96 engine uh does not go to 8000 rpms it's like you know what is it 69 or something like that so (laughs) buyer beware don't try to rip this thing out to 8000 rpms when you get into it uh and let me tell you the car will want to uh when you get in this car it just feels so good we went out and did a parade lap uh with the pca last weekend and we went out to spring mountain did some driving on the uh on the actual track nothing not track driving it was a parade lap so it was like the we couldn't go faster than 60 miles an hour but even then uh i let my buddy Jason Alter, who was actually out there for a DE day, and he got out of his GTS and got into my car and was driving around going, oh my God, this thing is so good. What the hell is the matter with you? Why would you sell this thing? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, and it just really is that awesome. Um, You know, it's got brand new tires. Well, no, it doesn't have brand new tires, but the tires are you know, like 80, 90%. Uh, it's got, uh, H and R Springs. Uh, it's had the IMS done. Of course, uh, it's had, uh, the expand, the water, the expansion tank. I mean, all the things that you normally want to take care of on a nine, nine, six have been taken care of. This car is ready to go get in it and drive it anywhere. Uh, I'm going to slide over to this. Go ahead. The four years that you and I have been friends, you've probably had, you know, over two thousand cars and your 993 cab, this GT3 replica coupe and your uh, Cayenne GTS manual. Those are my three favorite. Like, you know, like if you had to have just like cars for a long period of time, those would be like my three favorite cars that you've owned. Now you've probably liked other cars for other reasons, but those, I, what a, what a collection of cars. I'm, I think you're going to be very sad after you sell this car. <laughs> well, I think you're right too. And it's like, we're waiting for, uh, we're waiting to see where it's going to land because we've got, you know, I don't know, um, three hours to go. I got it. I've got some pretty decent bids a few days ago, but it seems to have yeah. just been kind of sitting here since then. I, so I'm hoping the, for a late stage. Um, yeah, I it think, does I have, it's going to do well. 
It does have 83,000 miles on it, but I mean, again, all the maintenance is up to date. I, I Look, you want to buy this car over one with 50,000 miles because a car with 50,000 miles is going to need all that stuff done in the next you know, couple. Right. This one's good to go. Oh, it does have a new clutch too. And you can see driving it, it just... Golly, I'm every time I watch this particular video, I'm going, what yeah. the hell is wrong with me? Uh, Rochelle, my <laughs> wife, was in the passenger seat filming this. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I was holding back a little bit. And she's just like, when we got, she's like, why are you selling this car? This car's awesome. This, your, this your car is She thinks so I'm an idiot dope. for selling it. But she also does approve the idea of getting a real GT3. So this one is yeah. going away. Yeah, oh, I agree man, with look at that. Uh, uh, yeah, and if you do get a real GT3, please don't sell it. That Mescar engine is everything um, yeah, and, and yeah. obviously makes the big difference. But that car, JP, that car is a looker, and it still works, again, because of the suspension. Yep. Um, that car really, really does work. Uh, so yo, I, I even Even on its best be- day, even if I get, you know, even if it does really, real, really well in the auction, it's still going to be less than half of what a GT3 would be and i don't think it's half the car of a gt3 i think it's i mean it really it's not a gt3 it's not as good as good a car as a gt3 but holy cow it's as close as you can get to it for you know less money (laughs) i mean you're gonna have to spend at least twice as much to get uh one third twice as much yeah Yeah. um yeah if you could find a a 83,000 mile GT3, uh, it's going to bring twice as much money because it'll be $65,000, $70,000. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll even throw in that radar detector. I don't know if I uh, should say that because Jason gave that to me because I always, we always go driving and I bring my cars (laughs) and I always forget the radar, my radar detector, my Valentine and one of the other cars. He's like, here, just take this old one. So you can lead to one of these times and you get the tickets. We never get tickets because we never drive fast. Didn't hear it here. Hey, quick, quick shout out to our buddy, Paul at auto kennel. When we had him on the show a couple weeks ago, JP, Mm -hmm. he said that he thought that this was the absolute sleeper of the Porsche lineup that he says it never ever gets credit for what it is he said that the original 996 gt3 was one of his absolute favorite driving porsche models ever and i thought that was a really great take from a guy who sold even more porsches than you and me combined you know what i mean like yeah for sure so that's a great take uh and so we'll see what happens but jp i i think listen we've seen these cars bring decent value and we're talking um an aero kit dot two all that maintenance up and then full GT3 replica on um, P car market offered out of Las Vegas, which is easy to attain. My bid is $40,000. I think your car is going to have a crazy wow. lottery and you're going to be very happy about it. I am buying that consumer car based on Deeb's uh, advice. And what do we say on this show? Never take our advice. Don't do Never that. Never take That's our a advice. Bad now. idea. Five um, minutes on the consumer car, JP. Five, five minutes, minutes on the consumer car. All right. Well, there it is. Yeah. Uh, you say forty thousand. I'm going to say thirty-five. I hope it gets to thirty-five. Right. There it is. Uh, thirty-five will make you and Patootie happy, right? Patuti would be pretty happy with that because then uh, then we so. can go ahead and go get a GT3. Um, all right. Well, there it is, guys. You know, this is our daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids, Bring a Trailer, and all the automotive auto enthusiast auction sites. Let's go back and see where Consumer Car is. Uh, yeah, under five It's minutes, still 10000 Yeah, oh, 10000 sitting there, JP. What are we going to uh, do? Do I buy this thing? Hey, Rochelle. No. Yeah. The Consumer Car, Daft, uh, what was it? Daft, Daft Fiesta. Fiesta. 
is sitting yeah. at ten thousand dollars. To get it here, though, we're going to have to Daft Festiva. Sorry, Festiva, Daft Festiva yeah. is sitting at ten thousand uh, dollars. To get it here to Las Vegas, though, would cost me at least what a thousand bucks to transport it here. Probably, if not a little more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so enclosed. Man, do I bid on this thing? What do you guys? What does the audience think? Is anybody watching this live on Facebook? Uh, Rochelle, can you go look at Facebook and see if anyone's saying whether or not we should buy this stupid thing? Yeah, well, I wonder what Chachi thinks. What Chachi. does Chachi think? Chachi, what do you think? And should I, we buy and, this car? And, and, and before I check, I would just my guess is Chachi be like, "Do it." <laughs> of course, Chachi's saying, he "Do says, it." Get it. He's like, "Just get it. Let's do it." All right, guys, there it is. Uh, All right, so three minutes, 45 seconds. Somebody tell me uh, on the socials, does it have a reserve? Is it a reserve? Yeah, is 10,000 even going to meet the reserve? I'm getting myself all psyched up, and I might not even be able to buy it because yeah uh, you might you might bid and be a high bidder and it still might not sell so how much do you how much would someone rent this car on turo you know uh because that's the big question right if i could get 200 bucks a day on turo with this thing uh which i think i could i mean i was getting more than that for the uh 356 replica uh someone would pay 150 bucks to drive this around every day 250 bucks yeah 250 bucks hell yeah yeah i mean come on and people are coming back to vegas man it's getting busy down there so i I know all the exotic car rental places are going crazy i think the threshold where you would lose turo renters would be at 300 bucks because 300 Mm -hmm. bucks might get you into a sports car but 250 to drive this thing around i bet you it would go like it'd be out every day yeah yeah all right, so we're down to two minutes forty-five seconds, guys. I'm gonna wait yeah. to the last second and see if anybody jumps in here. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll bite on the ten one just to be ready, just to be ready. Minimum bid thirty seconds. Minutes. What thirty seconds? It's right? yeah, it's two minutes, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. so two minutes thirty seconds is what I'm seeing. Is yeah, this exciting, the, everyone? We're doing a live. Uh, like I might buy I, this stupid like, car. So, that'd be great. I, <laughs> I don't have the money for it or anything, but I might buy it anyway. Oh, you'll have the money in two hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go march down to Bank of America and go, yeah, uh, can I get a loan? (laughs) Uh, Okay, what's the car, sir? Uh, It's a consumer car. Ah, shucks. Somebody just went to 10-2. Dang it. Dang it. All right. All right, JP, get off your wallet, man. Uh, Somebody 10-5. I think we are out of my range already because I'm not going more than 11 on this thing. Well, then bet 11 and see if you could do the knockout punch. You might hit the reserve. I'm going to wait to the second, last second. Because it's tone. It makes a G-Wagon look curvy, someone says. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It it looks the spawn of a G-Wagon. Right. 7,500, 7,900. I'm entering the, our bids. All right. Okay, guys. This is We're just stretching out the week here, and we are coming back in an hour, uh, maybe an hour and a half, to watch the end of my auction on my GT3 wannabe car. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be interesting. Hopefully it doesn't stall out. Like uh, Remember we did that on my car um, with the uh, with the, with the Cayenne, uh, and it, it, it yeah. did really well, but it really didn't get any late, uh, late yeah. bids. Right, you got you got the money you were hoping for, but uh, mm-hmm. but not at the end. It came in mm-hmm. early. You know, people were people would make sure. <laughs> All right, this thing's ten seven fifty, so that means I got to go ten eight fifty. No, oh, it's eleven. I'm out. All right, guys, that's it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not spending eleven thousand oh, bucks on this thing. Goodness. Has the reserve been met yet? So- 
No, it doesn't look like it. Huh, let's just see. What the heck? It's the end of the week. Let's see where this thing goes. Where where, where yeah. did you bid on it? And where did I bid on it? Uh, good question, JP. I was just about to enter that. So I said 15. You said 14.5. 12.5. All right. Uh, boy, this thing just keeps going. Um, where no, still we haven't hit reserve. We don't know. We don't know. 12,500, 13,000. All right, here it comes. Here comes the money. This is this is not normal for cars and bids. We usually don't see late runs. Uh, we did when I sold. Oh, it's up to 13. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Rochelle, Rochelle's sad. There's not going to be any um, <laughs> daft, daft Festivas. fiesta. Yeah, Festivas. or fiesta, festiva punks. Uh, in our future uh, i was waiting for you guys to get shiny matching helmets and just be like rocking oh down hell the yeah oh and my we God. just uh, put a stereo on it because it doesn't even have a stereo but you do have to just play daft punk and that's it absolutely. all the time absolutely uh daft car rental do we ju- do we go to 14 rochelle do you think we should sell fifth buy this thing for do 15 it. grand <laughs> 14 oh, five so now you're sitting on a yahtzee just so you know right i'm now. sitting on a yahtzee nobody else you're bid if yeah, i buy it i screw myself out of a yahtzee so uh <laughs> there it is uh, 15 grand all right now that you get a yahtzee so somebody's nah, got to be on a yahtzee all right rochelle so my wife says the festiva punk uh or uh festi daft festiva will go for 22 Ooh, we gotta yeah, have. She thinks this thing. She might be a better nerd than if the both of us put together. We'll she see what gets happens. a Yahtzee. She is our new third nerd for sure. Right, what does Patootie think? Oh my goodness! The producer, look, Tootie. There's the there's the camera. Look over there. There you go. Thirty see? seconds. Thirty seconds. Deeb's got a Yahtzee. Come on, 22. somebody! I almost have to buy it just to so, I, so you Deeb's don't get a Yahtzee. Come on, somebody on, somebody on Carson Pitts. He's getting all funny. 15 Come on. Team's got a Yahtzee. Oh, look at that. Six. Oh! Oh, my God. Foiled. Getting a Yahtzee at the last. 16 2. Holy cow, this thing's taking off. Uh, oh. Apparently, the uh, Festiva Punk has a yeah. rocket engine in it. It is yeah. soaring for the right. moon. This thing is right. going stratospheric. Amazing. Uh, this is what I want to see when we get to my car a little later is these Absolutely. late stage rallies freaking us out. Uh, what you want to see, JP, is a car that goes double in value in the final closing stage. Right. That's, my, that's, that's exactly what see. I'm saying. Yeah. If I got this kind of percentage increase in the last, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, all right, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, oh, 70% man. more. That'd be amazing. Look at this thing. 17 grand. Half, uh, I, I Rochelle mean, might be right. Rochelle, like, you're going to have to make yeah. a column for her. It also, like, if, if the guy who's selling it is, in fact, the guy who built it, mm. uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's trying to get 25 grand out of it. You know, the reserve might be high. I don't know. What but, car can you get that's been in the Peterson for under $20,000? Uh, uh, right. Seriously, yeah. Assuming <clears throat> this car sells for under $20,000 because it's. Still yeah. got legs, man. It just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, tell us in the comments what you guys think it's going to sell for. It just, it's just, man, you got the win on this. I was totally wrong. I just, you know, cars and bids never gets late stage rallies. So this car, my, my original bid was eighteen mm-hmm. grand, and I chased it while I was on the air with you. I was yeah, like, that's true. There's you no know, action. I'm like, I'm getting nervous, but the, it, 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 yeah, this is the seller know, of this car probably did his own marketing and pushed this thing out. This thing has probably got a lot of views because of his connection to Peterson and all the other networks oh, that he's sure. dialed yeah. into. It wasn't just cars and bids that put this thing out there. I'm still with you though. If this car brings whatever it brings, uh, put 30% on top of it left on the table, uh, that it would have brought on BAT, this car on BAT, Agreed. come on. 
You know. You're right. You're absolutely right. It, it's just it's really interesting. Uh, 15 seconds, JP. This could be it. Did uh, did Doug Demiro do a video? Of, did he didn't do a video on this? I mean, this seems like a no, car that's that like oh, the, the quirkiest car of all time. 18 one. Yeah. Man, this, oh, is man. Long, this is going to be our longest show ever. We might just roll straight into my auction. <laughs> you and I are going to be you and I are going to be buying lunch for Rochelle if she gets this one right. Man, eighteen eight eighty eight. Wow, that's a weird bid. Um, so what it looks like is it, is I'm guessing that there's two people fighting over this car now. So mm. uh, one of them's in Vegas. One of the bidder is R Vegas. Look at that. Oh, really? That'd be great if that car shows up at your car show at the right? Cars Cafe. Yeah. Uh, there are three people fighting over the car, um, but one of them has the handle. Vegas is in the handle. It's at twenty-one. Look at that soupy sales. Twenty-one grand, Rochelle. You're very close to a Yahtzee. Yeah, and this car has effectively now more than doubled at the close of auction, which is very interesting. That people were wanting this car but waiting. All right. Look at Here that. Here we man. go. 37 seconds. He's going to make 22. We'll see. I, I I'm shocked it I it's broken sh 20. Uh, that's just unbelievable. My big question now is what the reserve is set at, you know, yeah. and, and who's selling it. Is this, is Joey selling the car or did somebody else acquire it from him and they're selling it? You know, I'm starting to think that the reserve has got to be like 25 because this thing is I, just I so, so. The, I mean, the amount of work I, what was, making this car what do you get out of that there it is 22 right now Rochelle, Rochelle's so got there's a, no more bids Rochelle's you get a Yahtzee yep. um, how much did it cost to build this thing and oh, 22.5 this is crazy and what was the point of I mean it's one thing to make art and then you put it in a gallery and then usually in a gallery it, you know that's where it sells for crazy money because it's art uh, to build this thing get some notoriety do you get other gigs out of it does it get you design gigs um, is this a lost leader just to, to for, as a promotional right. uh, device or do you think you're actually going to make money because that guy in that studio and all the people that he employs there's no way that $25,000 is going to pay for the cost of whatever this car had it's at 25. It. Somebody just threw a haymaker. That's 2,500 over the previous bid. So yeah, Peter M is trying to knock out soupy sales with a $2,500 overbid uh, to, to really set the bar high. Is our Vegas uh, guy still in the, in the mix? Uh, nope. But soupy sales just went to 26. So it's just 26. these two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just these two mm. people. Wow. We, they really like this. Is thing. this thing going to break $30,000? It looks like it might. Man, we should have had beers out here, man. Okay, 20, 28,000. I mean, we're talking about multiple thousands. Of, for a minute there, we were doing the typical cars and bids thing where it's $100 nickel and dime BS. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what you see on cars and bids all the time. Now, all of a sudden, we've got some right. players. 29 grand. This thing's going to break 30. Now, it's like, now we're sitting here going, is it going to get 40? Um, this yeah. is a, where do you, this car is not replaceable. I mean, this is, this is no. genuinely a piece of art. Is this like the new Shepard Ferry, uh, a square car? <laughs> you know, I mean, you've got all that crazy art on your walls. There it is. We've broken $30,000. Who'd have thought that, man? Um, man this is crazy. I mean, here it was like 10 minutes ago. I was thinking I was going to be able to buy this thing for $10,000. I mean, how absurdly wrong were the both of us? That's just nuts. 31. But JP, why doesn't Doug DeMiro, why doesn't Cars and Bids tell you if the reserve has been met or not? Like, how, I don't know if any of the that? auctions do that, except uh, Stratus used to. Stratus. Um, yeah. But Stratus is dead, so they're at the moment. At the moment, yeah, thirty-two thousand dollars. Rochelle, you were ten thousand dollars off. Yeah, but it's still going. Yeah. It's thirteen three thirty-three. You're not over there bidding, yeah. are you? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife is spending $35,000 on this car. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And, and <laughs> Vegas Rochelle. Huh? Who's yeah. that? Uh, whatever. I was like, sorry, yeah. Judy. Yeah. No more, yeah, no no more cute bows for you. We can't afford yeah. them. Yeah. $45,000 by Patootie's favorite. And you're like, who's Patootie's favorite? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, the Poochie car. This car, would, that would be so awesome to have Patootie rolling around this thing. A little oh, white yeah. dog in a, in a goofy black square car. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. These are some weird bits. These 13, 3, 30, like anytime you add weird numbers at the, the end. Miro always gets that though. They yeah. they always get these funny numbered bids. That's More true. than all the other auction sites. Here we go. This is it. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Thirty-five. Oh. Wow. Oh. Yeah. When I sold, when I sold one of my Cayennes on Cars and Bids, it went for like seventeen nine five seven. People get cute with the whole oh nine five seven is the number of the car, so that's what I'm going to do. And right now on yeah. on P Car Market, I think my uh, my GT is sitting at twenty seven nine nine six or something. It's, you know, it's like it's not. It's nine six nine. I'm like, why? Oh, they typoed it. They tried yeah. to be cute and they got it wrong. What is nine six nine, dude? It's or sixty nine, bro. Uh, 969. Let's do yeah. the math. So you're an hour and 36 minutes away, and it is uh, 1038. So six minutes will take you to basically 45. So 1145. It's going to be noon here, uh, noon our time yeah. on the West yeah. Coast. So yeah. what is that? Uh, a couple hours later on the East Coast. This will be one of the yeah. last. Mine will be one of the last auctions of the day. So if you're getting ready to get out of work in uh, on the East Coast, you can bid on my GT car and still catch a flight to Vegas tonight. Yeah. There you go. All right, thirty-six thousand uh, dollars for this for the consumer car. Still going, still counting. Another thirty seconds to go on this auction. Will it get another two minutes? For oh. those of you who don't know, it will. Thirty-seven, seven, seventy-seven. All right. Oh my God, this is crazy. Man, what are the people? The people that own this car were sitting there. They were probably slumped over their computers and all their uh, car molding clay and all their art brushes and just like <laughs> nobody likes oh, us. And now goodness. they're like, <laughs> so this is great. Somebody, uh, somebody named well, I don't know. They have a handle I can't even read. It's a, mm. uh, but they said they qu- quotation marks. They're like, what's in the box? <laughs> Thirty-seven thousand. <000. laughs> what's in the what's box? In, what's in the box? I'm like, that's a great comment. Classic. What's, what's in the in box? The box? Thirty-seven thousand. What's in the box? That is oh fantastic. my god. Well, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Thirty-eight hope- <laughs> five. Oh my god. Yeah. Hopefully no ex singers from the Backstreet Boys are buying this because then you'll know what's in the box. Um, Oh, the humanity says uh, Anderson, Brian, blah, blah, blah. 1986. This is, this car is going to beat 40, isn't it? I think it's getting there. Yeah. Uh, The question is now you start looking at the next big thing. Does this go up to 50? You know, like, yeah, it's, you know, JP, we got 61 bids. These guys are just, they're throwing haymakers. And what I appreciate and maybe not everybody agrees with me is that cars and bids has the short shortest clock reset. Yeah. So like he expedites right through his yeah. uh, his auction. Close of auctions don't drone on. If the, if this action sixty one bids was on bring a trailer, we would have signed off. Two seconds. This would take it would take forty five minutes. Oh, there yeah. you go. There it is. Uh, looks like we may have found the end. Thirty eight five thousand five hundred sold for thirty eight five. So who won it? <laughs> Peter M. Look at the comments pouring in. Oh, the 600, yeah, yeah. 620, 600 people are just like, what is going on? Yeah. Crazy. Oh, my God. Dick in a box. There you go. You just got it on <laughs> wheels. Uh, 
Whew, we oh know what's in the God. box. Um, That's awesome. $38,500. That is unbelievable money for the weirdest car that's ever been sold on any auction site. Absolutely. Ever. Um, <sighs> you can make no argument against that. Um, that congratulations amazing. to the seller. Congratulations to the buyer of this car. I Absolutely. am jealous. I wanted this car hard, hard, hard. Clearly yeah. out of my uh, low rent budget. Um, I do like the idea that I probably could have rolled this into the elevator and brought it up to my unit and just parked it in here. <laughs> Put it on its side, slid it well, in. It's, the, uh, it's nice to know that it sold at that price too. So yeah. I wonder where it, it, it'll be. And that's the thing. Like, I wish we knew where the reserve had been set. That would have been very, very my wife so i've tried to get my wife to let me park it like a ducati in front of the big window facing oh, the it. city Absolutely. uh she de- she's like no 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 but she just came in and said we could have parked this in here so oh wow yeah maybe maybe sure. maybe i should have spent the 38 uh you, or the thirty nine thousand dollars to buy it yeah every night you could watch tv from your car it kind of looks like a bed we could just it put a mattress in the damn thing yeah, and be like a, sure. put it in the guest room yeah all right yeah all right, guys. Well, there it is. Another week of Bid Nerds, your daily nerd on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites, including P Car Market, Cars and Bids, Bring a Trailer, Rad for Sale, and more. Hemmings and whatever, whoever else has an auction site. We will be back not on Monday, but in just an hour and a half. We're going to do a live uh, viewing of not the consumer car, but my personal GT3 wannabe 996 over in P car. Uh, that is closing Crush. somewhere around uh, somewhere around noon. Uh, he, uh, Michael Deep says forty grand, and I would like to see that uh, that auction just go Absolutely. much longer than uh, than noon. So grand. we'll see what happens when the hammer hits the sound block. Uh, and see if I'm in the poor house or in the happy house. Uh, we will see you in just a little bit, guys. Thanks for watching a week of Bid Nerds. If you're not going to come back and join us a little later, come back on Monday. Uh, we do it every Monday through Friday. Hit the subscribe button, the like button, the notification button. Michael Deep, see you in just a little bit. Later, buddy. Get those words!